0: We're, we're back. back. You were late. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are, and welcome back to. We are sorry in advance, <laughs> or I'm sorry in advance.
1: We are very sorry in advance. A lot of things happened in our lives in the past couple weeks that drew our attention. I
0: graduated from master's school with game design. Muzzle top, congratulations! Clap, clap, clap. Oh, wow, thank you. <laughs> That sounded almost fake.
1: Like mazel tov, congrats, whatever.
0: All right, let's move into no. my
1: interesting thing.
0: <laughs> no, 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 I was serious, but we're not gonna get like a full round of applause because they can hear us. They can't like participate. That's true, that's true. But if you are out there, please give Brian a round of applause. We'll wait. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, I love that. <laughs> and
1: Juno has some important life updates too.
0: Uh, Yeah, I actually, well, I think you might have heard of one of the deaths that happened in my family, but there were a total of two. I was a wreck for a little bit and I decided to leave the field of social work because it just, it wasn't paying enough. And um, especially for the things they asked me to do. And I've recently transitioned to real estate and my test is Thursday. So one more day and then I'm taking the test and I got my first hundred today. And that was on investment properties. Which is like wait, where wait, 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 hold
1: is. up, hold up, hold up, wait, you're taking, like, the test this Thursday, like, already? You're about to become, like, a realtor, realtor?
0: Well, it's a two-week intensive course, so then you take the test that allows you to qualify for the the state test. So, when I pass on Thursday, or Friday, whichever, because it's two days that you have the ability to take it, then the next week I'll take the test with the state, but because of the holiday, I won't be able to take it until uh, Thursday, So like within the next two weeks I'll I'll be a licensed real estate agent.
1: That is fucking amazing. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm very excited. All right, another moment of silence for a round of applause.
0: Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) All right, continue. So when you're ready to move back to the East Coast, because I know that's in the works, um, I can sell you a house (laughs) or get you an apartment.
1: You know what? I was thinking about it because I was like, well, am not dating David. I don't have a job in game design yet. What am I doing here? <laughs> so let's also talk about, because Juno told me about his test earlier. Let's also talk about that this was his first aced exam because it was about the money.
0: <laughs> That's true. So I got and I got 100 on the exam about investment properties and then I got a 90 on the exam about commissions which again is about the money that you acquire
1: (laughs) he was like this is where the money's at oh girl I'm gonna need to study
0: this yeah everything else I got like 80s and 70s on
1: yeah well you know what all that matters is the money so as long as you know how to do that whatever who gives a shit (laughs) I know
0: praise Jesus it's true
1: (laughs) So thank you for any of our followers who will return for this episode. And in this episode, we're going to talk about dating because Brian, this bitch over here, has been sort of kind of seeing a man.
0: Yeah, who is very attractive. I saw pictures.
1: <laughs> he is very attractive. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I met him through Chappie, which is app it's kind of like tinder except it's strictly for gay guys no lesbians just gay guys
0: <laughs> yeah because fuck them i'm just kidding <laughs> no
1: no because you know because tinder it's like it's like everybody's like lesbians gays and straight people well Chappies is strictly just for gay people and it works like exactly like how Tinder works. You you just swipe left, swipe right. And then if you match, you can like talk to people, you know, whatever. And up to this point, my frustrations with the gay community in Southern California before I met this guy now had been A, everybody's all about outdoors and hiking. Like you're not one in a million out here. Like, oh, I really like going hiking, going outdoors. Like, oh, great for you. Oh, I really like gym and fitness. Like, ooh, wow. Really turning me on right now. And then two, the second thing that's like most frustrating. And I, I have to say is like the most frustrating is I just kind of want to see where things go, you know, just go with the flow. Like, oh my goodness. Like that's what dating is all about. That's all it is about. When you tell me that, that means you still want to whore around a little bit and just have me on the side, like waiting, which Perfect song that perfectly captures that emotion. Look up uh, Relationship Limbo by JP.
0: Oh, I've never heard of that.
1: Uh, it just came out like recently, but it's really funny. It like perfectly captures California dating with gay men because at the beginning of the video, he was like, Wow, I can't believe we have been dating for four weeks. And then she looks up at him and she was like, Three months. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And he was like, Oh, and she was like, JP, where's this going? And he was like, "Stacy, we're already there."
0: And it just, I can't. (laughs) can't. We're already there. Okay. Yeah. No, it's. (laughs) You really need to
1: watch it because it perfectly describes like California gay dating. Like nobody wants to commit to anything. Everyone just wants to go with the flow for like endless times. Which the guy that I'm sort of seeing now. He's kind of the same way, but he at least shows that he's interested in doing more than just, like, fucking around, if that makes sense. Like, he's showing that he wants to invest into something more, so that's why I'm giving him the time of day.
0: (laughs) I mean, I think that's great. And you know what's funny is I joined... I paid. Not just joined. I paid for (laughs) Match.com. And that was... I don't want to say a mess, because actually... Most of in most cases, the quality of men on there have been better in terms of like conversational. It's not instantly dick pics, which again, I love <laughs> feel free to send me them unsolicited. I just got rid of Grinder, but you can always send them to I'm sorry in advance at gmail.com. Me and Brian will evaluate them and speak about them. No, it's
1: true. Like every time I show Juno like pictures of some guy, I'm like chatting up or seeing, he's always like, Where's the dick pic? <laughs> like instantly. I'm like, I don't got one. All right.
0: And to me, that's shameful because I always have one before I even meet them. I'm like, You have to, you have to measure up. You have to, you must be at least this tall to ride this ride.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. And how's the house match been?
0: Match was actually pretty okay. I met this one guy who was talking about a serious relationship, this, this, and that. We connected on a lot of levels because, as you know, I am very um, sexually adventurous. I'm very open to things and trying new things and stuff like that. But um, And he was, too, and he initiated a lot of those conversations, so I felt good about it. And he was also very into alternative forms of spirituality, like, like the whole witchy tarot card reading all of that stuff so I was like oh this guy's fucking great and he was really cute and then uh, we went out to meet and he was chubbier than in his pictures which
1: was He's
0: well no he wasn't that bad actually it was just he was a little bit chubbier but it's like the it was the winter like a couple weeks ago <laughs> it's gonna be and, um, and plus he, he was chubby in the right areas you know what I mean
1: Yeah, no, I I, like Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chubby.
0: Yes. Perfect example. And and so he was great. But then he like all of a sudden flaked on me for no reason after like he hardcore led me on. Ugh. so that was like super annoying. But I feel like, you know, that's possible to find anywhere.
1: No, it's true. Like ghosting, I feel like it's such a huge thing in our generation. I feel, I don't know, maybe our parents had to deal with it, but I feel like ghosting is such an issue with us nowadays. I can't tell you the amount of guys who I had these like very intense conversations with, and then they just like up and disappear. No idea where they went, what like turned them off, you know, if I even did turn them off or they just got bored. And so then I started to become a bit more reserved about what information I reveal about myself to the point where I just did basic talk that, which I showed you the text messages, I became this super awkward guy because when I went out on yeah. a date with that guy, which you saw, he was like, yeah, I thought it was nice, but you were like very weird and awkward. I was
0: like... Were you like, I'm always weird and awkward?
1: <laughs> I almost said that. I was like, but that's just me. I'm just weird, okay? I don't <laughs> know how to be normal.
0: I grew up in Malone, okay? We do things differently. And as I have stated in the past, Brian has made it out with his own teeth, so that's impressive.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, we had like a very open conversation about that and so things got a bit smoother things were nice and relaxing I wouldn't say things have gotten too intense for us but he did let me know he's like hey I'm just in a very busy period of my life where he's just focused on his career he's definitely like interested in dating but he's like more career focused than really dating focus so he definitely laid it out to me he's like i don't know if i can ever make it official anytime soon but i definitely want to continue with this and like i said he's been making it clear that he's investing time into me this isn't just sort of like a side thing for him not like that stupid jake guy
0: ooh <laughs> names were used actual name <laughs> drop <laughs> you know what he deserves it
1: if anyone ever meets jake miller who works for blizzard do not talk to him
0: he is a fuckboy. boy but you can fuck him because apparently he's pretty decent in bed yeah
1: after the first time
0: <laughs>
1: but then sunday me and and this guy were supposed to have like a whole day with each other. So I was going to have like a writing session. We were going to write together, play board games, you know, really spend like actual quality time with each other, some serious time. And then I would say like an hour into our hangout, he found out uh, that I was still going to be living with my ex in the new place. Up to this point, I had been calling David my roommate because, like, to me, like, he was my roommate at that point. We had been broken up long enough where saying ex sounded very weird to me. Like, yes, he's my ex, but at this point, like, we're not really exes anymore. We're roommates. You know, I pay for my own bills. We're splitting rent. You know, I'm an independent woman. I pay for my own food. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so... Like at this point, at this point in the game, it's like, yeah, he's my roommate. So I didn't think anything about it. But, you know, when he found out, uh, he got super uncomfortable about it. And I guess I didn't realize that it'd be such a huge shock to someone because to me, I didn't really think it was that weird. I don't know. What What do you think about that? Like before I continue the conversation, because to me, I feel like I didn't see it as weird because I feel like on the East coast, I've known plenty of people who still lived with their exes, even after breaking up. So it didn't seem something that was so out of the norm.
0: I mean, I think, I mean, I've cohabitated with an ex before. um, And I think it's, I don't think it's abnormal. I do see the practicality of it because, you know, you can live with this person, you know, that they're, they, they can be accountable and responsible. And getting a new roommate is really such like a mixed bag of nuts. you really never know what you're gonna get as far as Gump once said. So I think that it's 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 awkward if you make it awkward and I also think it depends like the way in which you broke up because if it was like a really toxic relationship and a terrible breakup, then I could see why it would be awkward or also if you were both like very immature and hyperactive sexually like I could see why those situations would be awkward because like there's certainly a a convenience if you will to having someone you used to date live with you because if you're both single still and whatever it gives you the option of having sex if you're on that on that level with that person and if you are living with an ex and they were toxic then that's just not going to be a good living situation in general because you know like yelling and screaming at each other it's awkward to bring someone home Like all that stuff. But knowing you and knowing David both, I know that you're the type of people that would just, it becomes very matter of fact for you because David is very um, clinical, if you will, as it is, even aside from the fact that he's a doctor. (laughs) He has the ability to be very like matter of fact about things, compartmentalized and You, even though you're a very emotional person, you definitely also have the ability to, like, box things off and be like, okay, that's how this is now. Yeah. So No,
1: exactly. And I feel like he didn't know me well enough to know that about me, that it's very easy for me to separate things. You know, once I had this opinion of you, like, that's it. You know, just... Just like, you know, if you're my friend, that's it. We can't have sex anymore. Like, I'm never going to want to have sex with you. Like, if we, <laughs> <laughs> like, if we broke up, like, that's it. Like, we're never going to go back out again. I'm never going to sleep with you again. Like, that's, you know, that's it. You know, but at the same time, he didn't know that. So for me, I understood where he was coming from. Like, I understood it was a shock. I understood, you know, the uncomfortableness. Uh, I just felt like he brought it to another level uh, because rather than asking me, more questions about it, you know, the conversation turned into this very like, accusatory interrogation towards me, which made me like really like super upset, you know, because he was making like these very rash, you know, assumptions about me saying stuff, you know, he would say that I didn't prioritize trying to live by myself, I didn't make it an important thing for me, because you know, I didn't feel like I needed to. And then it was just like, it's not that I didn't prioritize trying to live by myself. It's just, I had a lot going on. Like I was in a master's school trying to get my degree on top of that. I had the chairman of the program who was retaliating against me. So that was like a full-time job trying to deal with her yeah. and like, yeah, because she was like holding my degree hostage. So that was like taking up a lot of my time. And then three, California is expensive. Like you can't just save money on the dime and cents me and David broke up, I now have acquired all these new bills that David kind of was covering for me, you know, for our relationship, because he knew I was in master school. And so now I have, so now I have like a whole bunch of bills that just dropped on top of me all at once with and trying to, I had to mad rush to get a part time job that would help cover it. And then at the same time, save up money to like move into a new place like by myself like that, was like, that's a lot. Like, to me, that was a lot. So, you know, so for him to say I didn't prioritize it it was very hurtful, because it's like, it wasn't like that. You know, it kind of sounded like I was, that I had already made it a plan to just automatically live with David when that was not my plan.
0: And also, there's a difference between not prioritizing something and not really having... The ability to do it because, like, if you saw a possibility I know you, so if you saw a possibility and a way to do it, you would focus on doing that. But honestly, in a situation like that, you're gonna pay to uh, like I don't know what cost of living is out there, probably like $2,100 for a single person apartment and $2,400 for a two person apartment. So it makes more sense to pay for a roommate as well because then you're at least. Uh, you're splitting costs and it's just easier.
1: Yeah, which you did bring that up. Like you should try to find another roommate. But the problem was, even if I did find another roommate, there's still the issue of paying for the down deposit, which the down deposit is first month's rent. Most of the time is first month rent and a half. And then I have max, which adds another cost. Like I would have had to cover the pet fee, you know, if, you know, say the person didn't, you know, have a pet. And which I did try to find a roommate, but then I also have to feel comfortable with them. And most of the time, some of the people I found where the rent was only like 500 a month, those were shady people. Like I came across, like David knows, like he saw some of the rental places when we were looking together for two bedroom Mm -hmm. apartments i can't tell you the amount of scan emails we got like oh my wife had cancer so i I can't live in that house anymore which is why it's on the market well like this whole long-winded thing like oh please send me your personal information you know so like i did look around and then when i realized that i wasn't making enough to cover the cost needed to move here in California, because what I was making is doable in other places. But here in California, it's not like I I need two jobs, which now I'm like trying to get a second job so that I can, you know, move out sooner than a year. So like, I'm not living with David for a year, because like, that was the other thing. It's like, it's not like I wanted to live with David. And it's not like David wants to live with me we want to be friends with each other, but like, we don't want to live with each other. You know, we both know that, but given the circumstances, it's just really hard not to do that, you know? Yeah. So, and three, I know that I mentioned to him like a few times and like, I always tell people David's like the most adult relationship I have ever had. So like, you know, we're not going to be, I mean, we're definitely not going to be sleeping around with each other. Like, (laughs) That I know for a pack. Um, and, <laughs> and two, even when we were fighting during dating, it didn't last long because we talked through it. You know, we didn't like fest around. Like we had a dull conversation about it and we compromised. So like, it's not like it's going to be a toxic environment, but like, these are all things that I knew that he didn't, that he wasn't asking me though. He was just making assumptions, you know, about me that were like very hurtful to me uh saying how like he knew people you know he would say like oh he knew people that made it work he knew you know he said he knew someone who was homeless who was working three jobs and like made it work
0: excuse me but if you have a built-in roommate why are you gonna opt to being homeless. Like, I'm not opting into that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, just because I'm not
1: suffering doesn't mean I'm not trying. You know, it. that's what it seemed like. It seemed like because I wasn't suffering that I wasn't trying. And it's like, I've suffered enough in my life. Like, I'm sorry this time around, I'd rather be comfortable and work hard.
0: From knowing your full backstory, especially like being a missing person, cause that story was real cute on here a couple episodes ago. <laughs> I think that yeah, you've definitely have gone through the ringer with everything. And there's no reason that you should intentionally give yourself a hard time when you don't need to.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, I'm not taking this as an opportunity to be I mean, I want to be comfortable, I'm not but I'm not using this as a catalyst to stay comfortable, if that makes sense. Like I'm using yeah. this time of comfortability to, you know, do better for myself to get to that point where I can be, you know, more independent, you know, I mean, I'm already independent now, but I mean like more independent, meaning like officially like on my own, maybe with a stranger, maybe by myself, like
0: hundred percent. Or maybe moved to the East coast with one of your actual friends. That's
1: That's also a possibility too, (laughs) but yeah, it was, it was just a very, I felt like it was an unnecessary, uncomfortable conversation. I felt like the conversation could have gone a lot easier, you know, because I understood where he was coming from. You know, I myself would know I would be uncomfortable if somebody told me they were still living uh, with their ex. And I also understood that maybe if I had told him you know, at the beginning, he might not have invested the time that he did into me. He might have like moved on. So I forced him into this like position. So I understood all of that. I just felt like the reaction was the overreaction, not the over, the uncomfortableness was not an overreaction, just, you know, how he was responding to it to me, because it was like, well, what, you know, I, can, it's like, I can't change anything now at this point in the game. Like I have one week before I'm about to move in to the new place. And it is a two bedroom apartment. And three, it's not like this was the most terrible thing that you could find in the person. You know, it's not like they're, they're like cheating or have like a mistress or like are married, you know, something that like probably would impede the relationship. This is something that really can't impede the relationship.
0: Did I tell you about the guy? who I'm just thinking about the fact that my sister listens to this. Did I ever tell you about the guy in California that I dated for like three months no. and then found out that he had a boyfriend? <gasps>
1: Are you serious?
0: Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, it's not hilarious, but it's kind of hilarious in retrospect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was, I guess we started dating in in September, right? So things are going well back and forth. I never really went to his house, but it wasn't an issue because he lived very close to me. And so I didn't care that he came over a bunch. You know what I mean? If anything, it was a little bit more convenient. Yeah. So things were going well and we decided to spend New Year's Eve together.
1: Uh Uh-oh.
0: Like the whole night. Oh, good. (laughs) And I was away for Christmas and I went out for Halloween. So any holidays we would have spent together kind of just fell into place with us either meeting up or what have you. That is,
1: uh, well, one, that's interesting that you were able to meet on the holidays since he did have a boyfriend. So it's weird that his boyfriend didn't say anything.
0: (laughs) I know. I think what ended up happening was for, like, Thanksgiving, I think his boyfriend went home. And for Christmas, I was out of town. And then the next holiday that came up was New Year's. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it just kind of like, it fell into place nicely.
1: I guess so. But even on New Year's, I'm like, where the fuck you going? You're my midnight kiss, bitch.
0: <laughs> well, actually, we met up after midnight and his boyfriend was out of town for <gasps> New Year's. Damn. So it was just like, like I said, it all just kind of lined up in a very convenient way for him. And so... My friend was visiting from out of town. <laughs> this is the like, most ridiculous story. If I didn't live it, I wouldn't believe it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I really just, I wouldn't. And so we spend New years together. We, I meet up with him at his house with my friends and his friend was there as well. And we're like hanging out. We have a couple glasses of wine. And then like things start to escalate a little bit in a romantic way. And he and I go into his bedroom together. And I don't know what's happening to my friend that I left in the living room. I think his friend and my friend went for a walk or something. So he and I are alone in the bedroom. And we decide, because we were both sweaty and disgusting from being out at night. So what better than to just fuck each other now? (laughs) No. (laughs) So we actually, actually before this, before we take a shower together, we slow dance oh and we're, I'm literally like such like a, a movie scene. Cause I'm like wrapped in, wrapped in the sheet and we're like slow dancing to oh the song. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> to like the song Sleepwalker. It's like a really old type oh, of song. Oh, it. yeah. like, I know it. Do, do, wee, wee. Yes. It's like, it's yes. like so good. And so, we like slow dance. And then I was like, I feel gross from being out all night. He was like, why don't we take a shower? And I was like, why don't we? Because that sounds like so much fun. So then we're in the shower together. And at this point, believe it or not, I was a little bit more sexually conservative than I am now. And um, yeah, I mean, I haven't always been as open-minded. Like I became more open-minded due to a series of events that happened to me.
1: California. It did it to (laughs) you.
0: Well, actually this, This event was probably one of the things that was like, well, that fucking happened. So we're in the shower together. And this was the first time we were actually being like, we were on the trajectory to be like fully sexual.
1: Boyfriend, boyfriend. Oh, oh, mind.
0: (laughs) No, but we were like, we were in the way where like after three months, we had like made out and like maybe a little bit of like a Joey Blowy, but nothing like (laughs) nothing serious, no penetration. So, we are in the shower together, and he goes like this to me. He goes, so, what are you into? And instantly, I know where the fuck his head went, because I was like, we're in a shower. What do you think he wanted to do?
1: We all know. Viewers, yeah. you know. <laughs> or heroes. Viewers,
0: yours The people at home. The folks at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, the folks at home, I'm sure you know what he wanted to happen and for clarification i he goes so what are you into and i go you know just kind of like vanilla normal stuff nothing too crazy oh
1: my god i can't even i can't even take you seriously what (laughs) Juno? oh just vanilla
0: bullshit (laughs) well at at that point i was like i said i was very not conservative, but definitely not as liberated as I am now, I would say. This is like the
1: one time I'm on a time machine just so I can meet like non-sexual <laughs> <laughs> like Christian Juno. I need to meet Christian well, Juno.
0: I was never Christian Juno. I was definitely always open-minded, but I never had come across many experiences that required me to be super open-minded. So I was always like, you know, just like average stuff. And so then without missing a beat after I say that, he goes... Can I pee on you? <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> so, and I had no idea what to happen, what I should do. And I, all I knew is I like this guy and we were in the shower. So my head instantly like created a justification because I was like, <gasps> I was like, shower is running on me. So like instantly it's going to go down the drain. It'll be fine. I'm okay. And so, I instantly said, in in like a flurry of panic, I was like, only below the waist, only below the waist, (laughs) only below the waist, and so he was like, okay, so then he did, and instantly I was like, I washed myself off with soap, and I was fine, and then he was, yeah, I was like, this is... This has to happen in a very, like, sterile way. Um, (laughs) So then he was like, can you pee on me? And I was like, only below the waist. That's all. (laughs) Nothing above the waist. Um, Can we make that a shirt with your face on it? Only below the waist? Absolutely. I approve that. So then we get... Into the bed, and I'm like wrapped in the sheets, still like Madonna or whatever, Mariah Carey, whoever you want to imagine in that moment. And so we're in bed and we're like making out and whatever. And then my friend busts into the room and he goes, <laughs> I can't. So he goes, Beyonce, get up. <laughs> He's, like, what? He's like, "What happened?" And he was like, "We got locked out of the house. Blah blah blah." His friend had to break in. So apparently, like, uh, the friend must have like locked the door by accident or didn't realize that it was locked. And so they had to like, bu- not bust in one of the windows because they didn't break it. But they had to like break their way into the house, like as if yeah. they were burglars. Yeah. So. He goes, Beyonce, get up. And I was like, what is happening? And he was like, get your clothes on, we're going. And I was like, okay. So <laughs> I get up and I'm getting dressed and my friend's in the living room waiting for us. And I was, I had noticed these pictures of him all over the house with this one guy. And like, it was family members and this guy and whatever. So I was like, the guy was like Filipino looking. And I, I'm not one to assume what a family looks like because I've worked in yeah. social services. Like- I know that families can be made up all kinds of ways. Yeah. And so I go, oh, is that your brother? And he goes, oh, no, that's my boyfriend. And I was like, what? And all I could think to myself was, I let you pee on me. I let you pee (laughs) on me and you had a boyfriend, had I only known. (laughs) That was the end of that relationship.
1: (laughs) oh my god that's so great i let you pee on me
0: (laughs) oh and do you want to hear another one of when i was in california yes okay it was ridiculous so there was this guy and he was like i was there when i was 25 and this guy was probably like 48 so he was a bit older than me but he was still like you know people in california keep themselves up they just they do it's all either plastic surgery or like perpetual working out, whatever.
1: No, it's true. I can never tell how old anyone is anymore because they all look like they're between 25 and 30.
0: Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) Um, And this was in... I was living in Huntington Beach at that point and he was in Newport Beach. So just like a little bit away. And (laughs) this is ridiculous. So we had been seeing each other for like two to three weeks. Nothing serious, but it was becoming more serious. And we had... We'd had sex once before in his bed. And <laughs> it's relative. It's relative to the story. No, you're
1: we just like, you just like had to make that a point. And we have had sex before in his bed.
0: Yeah. Well, because this time I came over and like, it was a good time. I had some water. We had been, because uh, his house backed up to the beach. So like when you walked out his door, you were on the beach. So we went back inside and we had been like making out a little bit. So we were in his gym because he had a gym in his house. Cause like I said, okay. everyone's fucking obsessed with fitness yeah. hmm. and we're having sex on like the workout bench. You know, the ones that you would do like the lifts off of.
1: Oh, gross.
0: Um, not gross. Fun.
1: No, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> judging you. I'm just like, Oh, like there. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, what, like when something happens, it happens. I'm sure you know <laughs> that like the place is not always the most ideal, but whatever. Yeah, that's true.
1: I had sex in the car. So, <laughs> in LA
0: <laughs> that's like the one thing that I ref—I refuse to do and that's because when I had a boyfriend that lived in White Plains yeah White Plains he doesn't live there anymore when I was like I guess I was like 19 or 20 I gave him a blowjob in a car and like a policeman came up to my car as oh. it was happening yeah no
1: that would have ruined it for me too
0: never again <laughs> um so anyway this guy and I in newport beach or being intimate we're like in his weight bench and all of a sudden um you hear the garage door like go off mm-hmm. and he was like you need to get out of here and i was like why what's 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 wrong <laughs> and he was like my wife just got home oh my god oh yeah fucking yeah that happened
1: you know what I believe it. And I feel like that's why all these men in California are always just like, oh, I just want to go with the flow and not make anything official because I feel like that's the kind of shit they're all doing.
0: Yeah. And not only that, he continued to like call and text me for like weeks to come. And eventually I just blocked his number because I was like, listen, no, no,
1: no yeah. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Do you like, did you think that was going to be normal? Like, oh yeah, just your wife. Let's keep talking. Like, fuck no, dude, you have issues.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true. So those were two, not all of my California situations, but those were two of the big ones for me that I felt like, you know, shaped my my person and my relationship and how I, how I, go through and about that now
1: that makes me so happy i'm so glad i heard those stories did you want to hear the resolve of what happened between me and this guy yeah so sorry everyone we went on a tangent and i'm okay with that because i'm so happy i heard these stories
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i don't really talk about them that
1: much but well now they're gonna be talked about forever and i'm serious
0: i'm gonna make a shirt with your face on that says only below the waist (laughs) (laughs) well that means we need to we need to get a website going
1: That's true. We do need a website. Anyways, so after this like very detrimental conversation between me and this guy, I eventually just left because I was like, well, I don't want to waste any more of your time because you're really shook by this and there's not going to be any resolve like right here right now for it. So I left and then he definitely felt guilty about his reaction because he sent me a lot of like, I miss you you know, a lot of like uplifting uh Marco Polos and like, uh, messages and stuff. So like, I could definitely tell he felt guilty for, you know, some of the things that he said, but he didn't need to be sorry to be so let me be clear. Like, I don't feel like he had to be sorry to be uncomfortable, because I know it's a very uncomfortable situation like that. I know. And so yesterday, because this was recent, like towards the end of the day, I get a message like, we're not talking as much anymore, like sad face. And that's when I just like-
0: You're like, no shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's when I just like spilled everything because during that time, I was trying to figure out for myself if it was worth to continue this with him because I I was very like, you know, I felt very attacked and hurt,
0: you know, by some of the things he said. Like Laganja in Drag Race? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling very attacked right now. <laughs>
1: exactly, <laughs> it's so great. And I didn't want to bring up the topic again because you know you can only beat a dead horse, you know, for so long. Uh, so I was like trying to work through the motions myself and try to figure out because even though that was like a really hard conversation, and I feel like it escalated out of hand like too quickly. He was still the most decent guy I've like been seeing you know, in the past couple of weeks since getting in dating scene. And I could tell that he like cared a lot because he was setting a lot of like, I miss you, blah, blah, blah. So like, he definitely, you know, w- he wasn't like narcissistic or, you know, whatever, you know, he didn't have like this like view about himself. You know, he's a very understanding, caring person. Uh So I just like laid it out. I was like, you know what? I, I was trying to figure it out because I felt very hurt. It was, you know, I felt like the conversation was very accusatory instead of an understanding, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, and at the end he was like, I understand that. You know, I was a little harsh and I'm sorry. So,
0: you know, we worked through it. I mean, I think that's really nice because he could have just continued to be a dick as many men would be. So I think the fact that you guys were successfully communicating to the point where, you know, you've kind of weathered the storm, essentially, I think that's really great. Because he does seem really nice based on the things you tell me about him.
1: Yeah, like, I don't want to, like, lead in, like, oh, he's a terrible person. Because everything else, you know, it's been great up to this point. I really feel like he just couldn't control his emotions, like, in the moment. Like, it was just, like, in the moment. Like, he was just, you know, talking. You know, it was a shock to him. You know, it just came out. Like, to him, it felt like it came out of nowhere. To me, it was, like, I didn't think anything weird about it, you know. And, two, and he also told me he also felt like he kind of reacted like that because it seemed like I was defending that it wasn't weird. And, you know, I was like, I, and I told him, I was like, that wasn't the intention Cause I definitely know it's weird. I just felt the need that I had to defend myself in general. Like I couldn't, you know, let down my guard, you know, for any reason, you know, at that moment in time. But I mean, I know it's weird, but it's
0: not terrible though. I wouldn't say it's like weird per se. I would say it's, Not ideal. Like not the most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not ideal, Mm -hmm. but it's not terribly weird. But I think, like you said, it's because we come from the East coast where even though on the West coast, they're very like loosey goosey about a lot of things. I feel like on the East coast, we just see it as such a matter of practicality.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that was, that's why there was such a disconnect and why I didn't feel the need to like bring it up earlier, you know, because I, and I tried telling him that, you know, on the East coast, like this is not a huge deal because I don't know, but yeah. So yeah, uh, work worked out the end and we're still going to see each other. So also if you want to see what he looks like and know more about him, he does have his own blog.
0: Oh, I wonder if he wrote about you on that.
1: Oh, he did. Well, not about me, but he wrote, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote about a conversation that we had about PDA. I inspired that. So that's
0: about me. How do you feel about public displays of affection?
1: Uh, for me, I don't go out of my way to do it. Like I know some gays, they have to make a point of it because they're like, "I'm gay, so you need to see how gay I am and like make out uh-huh. what you or whatever." Uh, for me, I like PDA if it's like natural PDA. Like if I grab you harm because I'm excited or I just feel the need to like kiss you on the lips, like that's you know that to me is whatever. I should be allowed to do that. And then if A guy I'm, like, seeing gets upset by that, you know, the first thing I'm going to, like, ask him, well, is it because you just don't like PDA in general or because it's a gay thing? Because if it's a gay thing, this isn't going to work. Like, I'm not, you know, in the business of being back in the closet. So, if it's... If it's a PDA thing, then that's something we can work on. Like, I'm not going to eliminate PDA altogether just because you don't like PDA, but I could definitely try to limit myself so it's not so much. But honestly, I feel like if it's a natural thing, like, why try to fight it?
0: Yeah, I definitely feel like I feel comfortable with public displays of affection as long as it's circumstantially appropriate. I'm not about to tongue you down in front of my family. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> however if i'm drunk in a gay bar i can't guarantee shit yeah you know what i mean like i think if you know like you said if i grab your arm or if you're walking in front of me and i like smack your ass like that's just it is what it is it's like playful and silly it's not meant necessarily as an overt sexual advance
1: yeah exactly
0: there's a difference
1: that's exactly how i see it like you know whatever It comes natural it's natural
0: have you been watching Drag Race still?
1: Uh kind of I haven't had the chance to watch it recently cuz I've been busy applying to jobs and stuff but <laughs> and prepping for the move. I've been slowly packing up my apartment. So
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm going to say like we won't do our Drag Race update now. However, even though we're like over a month late, how <laughs> did you feel about how did you feel about Trixie winning?
1: Oh, I was all for it, honestly, because who, it was Trixie, it was Davenport. That was who it was. That's why. Yeah, I was all for it. And honestly, I was upset about everyone's reaction. They were all like, oh, it should have been Shangela. And I'm just like, the way I see it is... The all-star drag queen is supposed to, you know, represent the community, right? Which means that she needs to be respected and be loved by the community. If her jury of her own peers did not respect her enough to put her in the finals, then she was not all-star quality. So you can get all all up in arms about all you want, but the whole point of that title is because you are well loved by everyone in the drag community. So if people in your own community don't respect you enough to put you there, then you're not all-star quality, so people need to, like, suck a dick.
0: Well, I think that the reason why she wasn't in the top two is because she sent so many people home. She sent three of those girls home. One of them, like, opted to leave by herself. So I think that, just in general, the odds were stacked against her. And Trixie made a good point when she said, yeah, you're there to impress the judges, but you're also there to create a good dynamic with your peers. And I think the fact that she had that outlook on it kind of benefited her because her peers were the ones that decided the final outcome. And not to say that Kennedy didn't do a decent, or quote, job of lip syncing. I just think that she went about it the wrong way because one, she didn't have shoes on. And that's one of Rue's big rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, she was like doing modern dance, which I respect. I think it's good, but it wasn't the venue for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. And, Trixie, just like, she emoted a lot, even though she was in, like, cowboy boots and, like, a smock, essentially. <laughs> I still was really there for her emoting and her showing you what she was giving you. I thought Kennedy was a little too much.
1: Yeah, well, the way I say it, if Shangela and Trixie were the final two, then, yeah, I probably would have wanted Shangela, but because it was between Shangela and Trixie, like, I felt Trixie deserved it more. Like, just because she-
0: Huh? You mean Kennedy, because you said Shangela and Trixie.
1: But but that's because even though she was in the bottom, it's like you said, she still built a good rapport with like her peers and it's not like she didn't try. And honestly, I feel like for Davenport, the I feel like the title and all and you know, the recognition would have took on a totally different meaning for her. Like I feel like it would have just fulfilled her own ego rather than being seen as like an icon where Trixie, she sees it as her moment to be an icon, not to feed her ego.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Which I respect a lot more, you know, because that's what that as from the, I mean, I've only watched this, like in my whole lifetime, this season of RuPaul, but I'm assuming that's what that title is for. You know, it's to be seen as an icon, not to inflate your own ego and brag about how you're in the all-stars.
0: Yeah. I think kind of all-stars is, I mean, generally the winners are supposed to be catalysts for changing the gay community and they're supposed to really contribute. And I think that's part of why Trixie ended up winning because she is very much uh, someone that has shaped media at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, sh- she shaped the way people do drag. She shaped her and Katya were the first two drag queens other than RuPaul to have a show on TV. So like that's incredible to then have your own. TV show, again, like other than Drag Race. And yeah. RuPaul also had a show called The RuPaul Show like a long time ago. But-
1: I remember that, yeah. actually. It's weird that I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Never watched it, but I remember that.
0: Well, I mean, you're a drag queen on the rise now. You're going to become a drag queen. Right?
1: I know. That guy keeps, the, the guy I'm seeing keeps trying to push it. Like, I like how on the first date, it was like, you seemed like you could do it. And now we're just at like, well, you're a drag queen in training. So you're on your way. Like, that's just how he says it. Now. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and he's like, I'm sure, you know, your friend Juno could send you some wigs and stuff to get you started. And I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. I could <laughs>
1: It's like, I'm not going to do that because he, I forgot what their last conversation was. It was, oh yeah, because I was going to be writing, I was going to start writing articles like on vocal and I was trying to figure out what I could write about. He was like, games, obviously. I was like, yeah, but there's a lot of people write about games now. You know, I need like something that's going to really stand out. He's like, oh, you could be like an Armenian drag queen talking about games and how we're at least drag. And I was like, okay, well, that requires money from the start. I need the makeup and the wig. He's like, just ask Juno. He's got it. <laughs> you're already a drag queen. That that was it. I remember. That's why he said that. So, yeah, all our conversation is like, I'm basically a drag queen now. He's like, and you're a drag queen. now nah, he just says that now.
0: I love that he understands that I would be like your drag mother and it would just like naturally <sighs> No way
1: well that's because you're the only drag person i know well besides mario like you're the only one i know so oh yeah ken too but he hasn't done it in a while a long while
0: ken doesn't count <laughs> pokemon has consumed him
1: yes you know what? we should probably stop name dropping in here now that i think about it
0: i don't give a shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> name drop bam but yeah
0: yeah Know that um, if we use a name, it's probably their name, unless we say something like Renith Kaish, in which case you could just mix around some letters and know their actual name. Yes. (laughs) Oh,
1: my goodness. And then he also asked, what would you do if you got on RuPaul's Drag Race with Juno? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, well, you have to compete against each other. And what if you had to do a lip sync against each other? And I was like, honestly, I probably just let him win because he's been doing this for years. And I know that it would kill him if I won.
0: First of all, (laughs) the fact that you think you could win against me is humorous to me. (laughs) Oh my God, you should be ashamed for even thinking it. (laughs) But honestly, yeah, I mean, neither of us are overly, like, gymnastic or anything. So I wouldn't <laughs> no. have to worry about that. But for sure, I think it would be hard, but I would do it. I would I would send you home. <laughs> You're like, bye, bitch. <laughs> well, honestly, though, you know how competitive I can be. Yeah, I know. That's why <laughs> I was like. Like, I'm crazy. It'd be scary.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't get mixed up in that. I need to... I need to get out. Oh, did you do your website yet? We should promote
0: the website. So the website is still in the making. It is not ready yet. I think it's because I need some more pictures before I feel comfortable launching it. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, I feel really good about it. But it's not it's not ready yet.
1: OK, well, ladies and gentlemen, Juno is taking his drag life more seriously. And I have taken it upon myself to be. An indirect manager of constantly pushing him. Like, did you do your website yet? Did you get your pictures? Is someone recording your shows? How many shows are you doing? (laughs) Let's go. You need to get on RuPaul today.
0: Well, actually, I'm working on, like, this weekend, I plan on sewing together a new wig. It'll be really full. And then I'm going to straighten it. And then I'm going to curl it. And brush it out so it's very like frayed kind of disco curls. Mm. And I'm working on two numbers. Both are going to be disco numbers, so that I could do them. Yeah. Like with the one outfit. Also, I plan on for that for that number for those numbers, I should say, I plan on wearing like a very disco jumpsuit underneath some type of flowy caftan, so that I can just rip it off.
1: You were telling me about that because you were showing me the shoes.
0: Yeah, which I didn't buy yet. They're like seventy bucks, but whatever.
1: That's not bad. I was looking at the other shoes, and I almost just like, you know what? Just get those.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> those
1: apparently seem to be the cheapest <laughs> for shoes.
0: <laughs> but they're also, like, really cute.
1: No, they are cute. Yeah.
0: I, did, I don't know. I guess
1: it took me, like, looking at the glitter, it took me back to this time in middle school where I used to get picked on a lot. And I liked glittery things, and they ruined it for me.
0: I mean, let's be real. You still do like glittery things.
1: (laughs) If it's on a dick.
0: (laughs) Well, dicks make everything better, honestly.
1: It's true. Which, by the way, this guy has a really huge one. We like exchanged pictures because he was like, now let's just fall into gay culture and just exchange pictures that that, no matter how many times we do it, it never gets old and still excites us.
0: I love it. I love it so much. (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, he definitely does too. So we like exchanged it, and I was like, "Oh, you look like you're about average." And then like, I go to his place, and then I actually like feel it on my behind. And I was like, "Oh boy,
0: this!" <laughs> I love when guys are thick, dicked. Like it doesn't need to be that long, but like I like when it's really girthy.
1: Yeah. No, he's definitely. Well, he's like a long, girthy bitch. So I'm in for some work
0: do you have a weekly obsession this week?
1: Ooh, weekly obsession, astrology.
0: Oh, because of the game you're designing. That's
1: right. I'm designing a new game that involves astrology. So I've been doing a lot of research on astrology. I just need to get a test group together. Cause right now what I need to figure out is if the game is astrology enough, does it incorporate the idea of astrology just enough? Where it's not overbearing, but at the same time, like it feels like it has some bearings to the game.
0: Yeah, like it still conveys the theme.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep,
0: yep. I think that's very exciting. I wish I could be there to help you test it. I know. I do too, because I
1: need like a good
0: group. (laughs) What's your weekly obsession? (laughs) Um, I think my obsession this week would be. And this is not sponsored, let me just say. I wish it was. We don't have enough listeners for anything to be sponsored at the moment.
1: Listeners! That was it.
0: <laughs> listeners, folks at home, whatever you want to call yourselves. Sorry, Sax, We could give you guys a name eventually. <laughs> Sorry, Sax.
1: <Sachs.
0: laughs> but my weekly obsession is Audible. Oh. Yeah, I joined on a whim, kind of because I was like... I, I was having trouble sleeping, and I will surf the web until like five in the morning if i can't sleep and then i of course end up being so super tired the following day mm-hmm. but i came across audible and people are always like oh join Audible.com, use code blah 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 whatever so i was like you know what they have a free first month and then even if i don't cancel it and i just accrue credits it's 15 dollars a month so it's not even like you know what i mean like i've spent so much more than that so the first book i downloaded it is called let me it is... Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not the name of it. <laughs> not the name of the book. Why isn't it going? Well, it's called Seduction, but it, or The Art of Seduction, but it's not necessarily what you think it's about. Okay. Yeah, because it's not about anything sexual or anything like that. It's by... It's by Robert Greene. Okay. And it's just so interesting because basically, I don't want to say it talks about, like, manipulation, but it definitely teaches you kind of how to communicate with people in such a way that you get what you want. (laughs) It is about manipulation.
1: (laughs) That is like the exact definition of manipulation.
0: But it also, it does, it's not very underhanded. It just teaches you about uh, like personality types and how the personality types interact with one another.
1: Yeah, like you're not, you're not trying to be malicious about it.
0: No, yeah. It just teaches you more about yourself and how to identify traits of yourself and how to amplify them in such a way that it optimizes your communication techniques. That's really what mm. it is. But it's great. I'm on like chapter three now because I've been really busy the past couple of days. But Love it. it's really an interesting air quotes read. And I decided I wanted to read more, either like actual reading or audio reading, because apparently like people that are successful, like CEOs and stuff like that, They read like 60 books a year or some bullshit like that. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck is that bullshit? Who has that kind of time? (laughs) I know. But then somebody was like, oh, well, audiobooks count. I was like, oh, well, I could fuck with that. I could make that happen.
1: Me and David listened to a lot of audiobooks. Well, I mean, we don't anymore together, but we used to.
0: And you listened to a bunch of them on the move, right? When you guys drove across. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they worked out. I actually prefer it. Rather than reading the pages, only because of my eyes, they like start to strain a little bit and things become blurry.
0: I like to read when I'm on the beach because I want people to see me and be like, ooh, he's smart. He's reading.
1: Oh my God. Of course you do.
0: But yeah, I just, I really have enjoyed listening to that so far and I'm enjoying Audible. Because I joined actually apparently a long time ago because I went to my library and I saw a book that I had downloaded at one point. So I was like, oh, I must have done one of those free trials before. It's great. It's really great.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our episode. We're going to try to start doing this more proactively now, now that our lives are not so crazy. Yeah. (laughs) uh let us know what you think about someone living with their ex comfortable uncomfortable how would you react would you dump
0: them let me know (laughs) you could also let us know about um any type of weird sexual experiences you had and that kind of stuff or where you found out that the person wasn't what you thought they were so please write in with stories and questions we'll love to talk about them on the air and yeah have a great week
1: write it to i'm sorry in advance At gmail.com. Okay, just making sure. (laughs) All right, everyone. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye.
1: I'm on Superfruit.